Welcome to the Southside Community Church podcast with Pastor Mark Hahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. Bibles want to follow along, I suggest that you do. This is a very strong passage of scripture. There's really too much to preach, to try to preach this in one message, but we're going to try to do it anyway. <clears throat> Go over to Ephesians uh, chapter 2, and I'm going to start with the first verse there. We're going to read the first 13 verses. <clears throat> Pay close attention to this reading. <clears throat> And you had he quickened, that means made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversations in times past in the lust of, the, of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Highlight these two words. But God. Amen. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, he had quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show forth his exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. For by grace ye are saved through faith and not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, and to good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember, this is the key to this message today. Therefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by them which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ being aliens 
from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of the promise. Listen, having no hope and without God in the world. Now highlight the next two words. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. <laughs> Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, today for thy word. I tell you, Lord, it's really, it's too great for us, God. So we pray, God, for your help this morning, Lord. There's so much in here, Lord. So much you have done for us, God. That we realize, Lord, at times that we don't even realize, God, how you stepped into our lives and changed us, Lord. By no power that we could do, but by your grace, you saved us. Help us this morning, Lord. May we digest this holy bread, God, that you have given us this morning. May it, may it go down into our system and into our souls, Lord, that we draw closer to you today in spirit and in truth. God, we need you. We need you. Without you, Lord, we're nothing. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Paul was preaching here to the Ephesians. And the Ephesians were Gentiles. And they were lost Gentiles. Amen. They, their lives, I'll tell you what, were... Let me, let me read a little bit of a note here that I wrote. <clears throat> the Ephesians were so deep in sin and their lifestyle that they lived, that they were fornicators, they were adulterers, they were full of jealousy, full of envy, they had hatred, they lived in the flesh, they followed after the pleasures of the flesh, they worshipped other gods, and their employment was to sin and to live in it. They were heathens, and they were without God in this world, just like the other nations around them. The city of Ephesus uh, was a large city at this time in the Bible. And this city had the ports uh, of uh, merchandise and commerce all over the world. They come here to Ephesus. And with that come all types of people. <laughs> and not the best people. And they came there uh, uh, to the city of Ephesus to uh, do their commerce and, and do their business. But it was sin city. Huh? It was uh, full of sin and full of corruption. And Paul... He went and he preached to them and uh, as the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the gospel, huh, it touched their lives. Huh? Something happened to them. And, and I know I think it seems like when you start preaching, you seem like you're repeating yourself and you keep saying the same thing, and I probably do. Huh? But we got to preach Christ and Him crucified. Amen. That's the only thing that's going to change the heart and the life. And these people were in deep sin. 
They had no hope. They didn't know anything about this God that Paul had brought to them. And, and he said here, he said you that were, uh, had, he had quickened. He made you alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Huh? And in times past you walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince and the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. I want to tell you something, my friend. Huh? These people had no idea about Christ. They had no idea about who God was. They had no idea about this salvation that Paul had preached. And, and Paul came to them with liberty and the power of the Holy Spirit behind him. And I'll tell you what, they heard the gospel and it shook their hearts. Huh? Then they believed, huh? They were dead, my friend, in trespasses and sin. They never had no idea what style, lifestyle they were living in. But you remember they were dead. <laughs> they were dead spiritually. They were alive physically, but they were dead spiritually. Right. Huh? And it was not only their sins, their fornications, and their adultery, and all this stuff, but it was the sins and the trespasses that they'd done against other people. Huh? They treated people wrong. They hated people. They, they mistreated their wife and their children. Whatever. There was trespasses against God. Huh? They were dead. I want to tell you something. If this ain't up to date right now <laughs> in this nation, then we're blind and we can't see it. Huh? I tell you what. Huh? You're out there. You know where, where people living at? You know them. You hear about them. How you work with them. You know what, what type of lifestyles they live, huh? And the things they're involved in. And they're so far from God, huh? They're heathens. Listen to me. Just like these Gentiles were. They were out of the fold of God. And I want to tell you something. When you don't have God in your life, huh? You're looking for something to fulfill your life. Right. That's just as simple and as plain as it is. These people that are living out here in the world, huh? They're looking for satisfaction. They're trying to find it in sex. They're trying to find it in drugs. They're trying to find it in, in, in anything the world can put out. Yes, sir. Huh? Why is that? Because they're walking after the flesh. Huh? Their minds are twisted. Their minds are upon pleasures of the flesh. And they're trying to find satisfaction to fulfill that. Yes, sir. Huh? And I want to tell you what Paul said. Huh? We were like that also. Yes, sir. Huh? We were the same way. I want to get this to you this morning, church. We were just like them. Maybe we didn't do the gross sins and the awful sins. But I tell you, we were just as lost. Yes. Just as lost as they was. Right. right. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Huh? And the devil, my friend, the devil's there. Said, here the prince and the power of the air. Huh? 
said here that they were fulfilling, it said in times past, the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Huh? Remember we preached on renewing the mind? How important it is. Huh? And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Amen. I want to tell you something. I know I preached on it. We're all born in sin. And we all have this carnal nature. <laughs> and by nature, we're sinners. Amen. Yes. And our backs are towards God. Huh? And the devil, I want to tell you something. Him and all his demons and all the things. That, and I know that's deep and I don't want to get into all that stuff. But anyway, he... He tries all that he can to keep people living in their sins. Yes, sir. Huh? He, they're in bondage. Huh? They're held by cords of sin that the devil has held them in there. Huh? That's why he hates the church. That's why he hates the Christian. Huh? Because the Christian's life. The Christian is something different than the world, or we're supposed to be. Right. Amen? Right. And I'll tell you what. He battles us. He battles you. He battles me. He battles me in my mind all the time. I tell you, I get to thinking about this scripture like this, try to study and preach it. He wants to put my mind on so many other things. But the truth. Huh? Praise God. I thought about my neighbors, and I got good neighbors. I thought about the guys I work with. They're good guys. They do anything for you. I thought the people I know, people in my own family, but they're lost. They don't have Christ. And you know what? It's really, I mean, we kind of measure it by the works and everything that they have done, the sins. But it don't matter if your sin's this high or this high. It still leads you to the same place. You're lost and without God and headed to hell. Yes, sir. That's all as simple as it is. And listen, that's where me and you were. <laughs> huh? That's where we was, huh? Before we come here into the third or the, the fourth verse, huh? But God, huh? Who is rich in mercy with his great love, wherein he loved us. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something, church, this morning. I read that scripture and I see God stepping in. And it's our life and in everything we go through. <laughs> but God, hallelujah. God reached down in your wretched estate and pulled you out of the pit. Amen. Amen. And saved your life and changed you by God. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then I'll tell you, we face trials and battles, huh? and we don't know what we're going to do. Huh? We feel like giving in, but God steps in right. <laughs> and pushes us on along. Amen. Hallelujah. But God. 
who is rich in mercy, rich in grace. Huh? And here's the reason why he loves us. Amen. He loves us. Huh? He sees Christ huh? when he looks at our sins. And he loves us. Yes, sir. Amen. I tell you. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go this morning on this, but I'll tell you this. I had two preachers in this church. Huh? One was Brother Gamlin, and he preached a message. I can't even remember what the message was about. But he said, but God. <laughs> huh? But God! I remember those two words. But God stepped in and saved my life. Right. Amen. Well, nothing else matters, church. That but God steps in and saves us. Amen. Huh? And then, as the years went past, Brother Avers came <laughs> and preached the message. Can't remember what the message was, but I remember this. But now. <laughs> but now things has changed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord give me those four words. Amen. Even, listen, even when we were dead in sins, He had quickened us. He has made us alive, huh? Uh, us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we sang about that this morning, didn't we? Amazing grace. Praise God. Hallelujah. I tell you what. <clears throat> Let me go on a couple more verses here. That in the ages to come, he might show forth his exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. Now, when I first read that, I thought he was talking about heaven. And I and we could probably put heaven in that. Because there's coming a day when the saints are going to be in heaven. Huh? And it's going to be the riches of his glory huh, and of his grace. But as I read it and studied it and looked at it, what it meant was this God, huh? of heaven huh, who sent his son Jesus Christ listen to me that could save the heathens in Ephesus <laughs> those who were so far from God listen huh, without no hope no there's you ever know somebody there's just no way you'll think they'll ever get saved <laughs> you know people like that huh they're just lost and their lifestyle, and you pray that they'll get saved, but in the back of your mind, they'll never get saved is your thought. That's where the efficient is. <laughs> so, what it was, my friend, they were an example. <laughs> they were ex an example huh, to the generations that was to come. To their children huh, and their children's children, huh? That God can take a filthy, lost sinner and deliver him and make him a new. 
new creature in Christ Jesus. That's right. Huh? Right. Praise God. That's what it was. It was an example. And I want to tell you something. Huh? Just like it worked back then, it works today, my friend. Yes, it does. Huh? Some of us wouldn't even be in this church today if we didn't even have a background of Christianity in our lives. Huh? I'll tell you another thing I saw in here. My friend, I'll share this with you. I never even thought about it. But I thought about my life. This was me. Huh? Listen, the Jews, huh? they were the chosen people. They were the promised people, okay, of God. Huh? And they uh, were his. And the Gentiles was not his, okay? Huh? But Christ came. Christ came and the Jews had to make a choice. This is the only way to heaven. Huh? It's through Jesus Christ. See, they didn't believe in Jesus. Right. A lot of them, the majority of them didn't. Huh? He wasn't the Messiah. He claimed to be the Messiah. Matter of fact, that's why they killed him. Because <laughs> he claimed to be the Son of God. Huh? I thought about that. And I thought about myself. Here, I was born and raised in the church, grew up in the church, was around the church as a little kid all my life. All my life. Huh? But that didn't save me. Huh? I was just like that Jew, huh? That had to make a choice. Amen? How many people today, I have no idea, they had grown up in the church, followed the ways of the church, huh? All their life, and even in their adulthood, but yet never been saved. Never really give God their heart and their life. Amen. I thought about that. I gotta make a choice. Huh? To choose God. Because you don't inherit salvation. It's a gift. Yes, sir. Amen. It's a free gift of God. Right. I thought about that in my own state. I'm so glad that God dealt with me, my friend. And, I, I, and, and me, out of all people, was the least that deserved it. Huh? These guys, kids that I grew up with, they never went to church. Huh? The whole neighborhood. Huh? I can't even remember any of them going to church. But we did. I had to go. Every Wednesday night, and every Sunday night and every Sunday morning. I remember my dad would make me so mad. He would come out there, he would holler. And, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> we had some good football games on a Sunday afternoon out in the school ground. I love that, man. We'd be playing football, you know, and it was football season, the pros were on TV. And we'd be out there in the, in the school ground playing football. Here he'd come. <laughs> Time to come in. I hated that. I hated it. I didn't want to leave the game. I was having so much fun with my friends and neighbors. But if I didn't come, you didn't want him to come out. Because <laughs> when he came out, huh, he'd just grab you and just bite by the arm and pull you right in front of all your friends <laughs> So he came when it was time to come. Amen. What I'm saying is, 
I was the least because I had the knowledge of the gospel. They didn't. They didn't have anything like that. I, he, I, tell, I told him one. <laughs> Pam remembers this. I told him one time. And he got a kick out of this. I got mad at him. And I said, you know, I don't know why. I can't remember all the words I said, but I remember this. So I don't know why you have to drag me to church. You know, I'm out here playing, having fun. You got to drag me to church. And, and uh, he said, all, and I told him, I said, all I do is sit in that church and sweat. <laughs> he started laughing at me, and he never forgot that. He always teased me about that. That was back before we had air conditioners and all that. I just told him the truth. I said, all I do is go in there and sweat. <laughs> oh, well, I tell you, that was a problem child, sure. <clears throat> but anyway... Let's go over here. He said, By grace you are saved. <clears throat> then I'm going to go down here to the 8th verse. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. <clears throat> Let me read this to you. Grace. <clears throat> for by grace you are saved through faith. Two words is used in this verse that we want to look at. Grace and faith. Two separate powers that bring the results of salvation. God's grace is the power to save. Without the power of grace, nobody gets saved. With the power of grace, no man can believe. Note that. But with, uh, but with it, any man can believe. This grace of God comes through his Son, Jesus Christ. This grace lies in the atonement of Christ's shed blood. So this grace, through the blood of <clears throat> And power of the Holy Spirit moves on man's heart. The gospel of salvation. People hear the gospel that Jesus saves. For faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Then man is given a choice to make. He can believe the gospel by faith and be saved. Or he can choose not to believe and be lost. So faith has the power to save, but God's, but it was God's grace that gave us the option to choose Christ or not. You get that? Amen? So we see we have uh, no work that we can do to save us. We just believe the gospel by faith. And God does the transforming power in our hearts. And we are born again of the Spirit. Amen? Remember, we were dead in trespasses and sins before God found us. And dead man can't do nothing. <laughs> so there is no works uh, 
that we as man can do to save ourselves. This is a gift of God. <laughs> How true that is. Huh? You know, uh, if you think about that, <coughs> I'm, I'm glad that it's described this way. I don't know, any, they didn't look at any other translations, but I'm glad it translated, translates it as dead. <laughs> because, see, dead men don't do nothing. Dead men can do nothing. They're dead. Huh? You get it? There's no life. So that's why huh, we, we have God's grace comes, huh? And he brings his grace through Christ Jesus, his shed blood on the cross, huh? And then this grace, my friend, is made known to the saint or to the sinner is made known. Yeah. And he has to make a choice. Right. Huh? Let me explain it to you. He has to make a choice. Now he knows the truth. The Holy Spirit has revealed the truth to him. You can either choose Christ or you choose him not. Yes, sir. And then that faith, my friend, huh? The, the faith, we believe it. And when we believe it, <laughs> that's when we become saved. Right. But it's not a work that we do, huh? It's like a work, but it's not the work because man can't do anything in this. But believe, that's all he can do. And then that transforming mystery power that's unseen, huh? huh? Just like the wind, we can't see the wind, huh? We can feel it, we see it blowing in the trees, we know it's there, huh? But we don't know how it happens. Same way with the one who gets saved. <laughs> when they get saved, we know it. Yes, <laughs> we can see the transformation in their lives. Amen. Praise God. I know I lost my train of thought. But anyway, huh? it's no work that we've done, but the work that God has done. Amen. And I thought about that, and I thought about the song we sung this morning. Not just this morning I thought about it, but I thought about it looking at these verses. This amazing grace. How sweet thou sound. That saved a ranch like me. <laughs> who wrote that? You know who wrote it? Was, I can't think of his name. Anyway, he was a slave trader. He was a slave trader. Huh? He had them slaves on that ship. Huh? That stinky, smelly ship tied, huh? Tied to those posts. Huh? Who was it? Newton. Newton, that's it. John Newton. Huh? Had them them. Uh, slaves tied to that ship, huh? And I tell you what, there were some Christians on that ship too. Because, <laughs> you know, they just, he was in that type of business. I can't remember if it was on that ship or not. Let me, let me back up. I want to get to the point. <laughs> he was on the ship that was going down. <laughs> it was going down. They faced the storms, my friend. And, and they were going through something, and he thought he was going to die. Huh? And there were some Christians on that ship that prayed to God that wasn't worried about it. <laughs> wasn't worried about their life. They knew where they were going. Huh? He seen they had something in their life. 
that was real. Amen. And old John Newton was just like those Ephesians. <laughs> so far from God, huh? No hope. Lived just like they did, huh? But the Holy Spirit spoke to him. Said, you got a choice. Choose me or not choose me. And he chose us. And we're singing the song today. <laughs> huh? And that song, I'm telling you, just goes right along with, with everything, all the steps. Huh? Praise God. This amazing grace. How sweet that sound. That saved a ranch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to fear. And grace. <laughs> I tell you, it's a double-edged sword. My fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear. The hour I first believed. Right. Huh? Praise God. Listen. Huh? Do you? I know you remember. I remember I was so scared to death. Huh? I had so much fear in my heart. I knew where I was headed. And a boy at 14 years old scared me to death. It was grace that taught my heart to fear. Right. Huh? And then when I prayed. <laughs> my dad prayed for me, huh? And and I prayed. He said, you're going to have to pray too. He said, I'm not doing all the praying, basically. But he helped pray me through. Huh? Then, it was grace that that fear was relieved. How precious it appeared. <laughs> I want to tell you something. When you get saved, my friend, I tell you, you want to live for God. Huh? There's something, there's a change in it. I can't explain it. But you want to live right and do right and do all the things you can for God. Then John Newton went on through his life after he was saved, after the fear was relieved. Huh? Here come the trials. <laughs> Here come the burdens. Huh? Through many dangers. Holes and snares. I have already come. Twas grace, the same grace that saved him, huh? Was the ones that was gonna see him through to heaven. Yes, sir. Huh? It's the same grace. It's power, my friend, to get us to heaven. Amen. Right. Power to change us, huh? We can't change ourselves. I heard a testimony the other day. I think it was on Caleb. It was pretty good. I don't listen to him as much as I used to. Some of the songs now is kind of getting way out there, but I still listen to him. They got some good songs. He told that. Uh, he said that. He said, "Lord, save me." He was from New Jersey. You might have heard it. I think it was New Jersey, and then well, Massachusetts. He said. He said I was a drug addict. <laughs> he said I was bad on drugs and alcohol. And I think he said alcohol. He said I was. He said I was so bound by it. He said I would. He said I had to get out of them. He said I knew I had to quit those things. He said I went to AA. Huh? I went to the drug meetings. I went to the alcohol meetings. I went to these faithfully all the time. I done all I can. I had minute, uh, mentors. He said, I had uh, accountability partners. He said, I done all I can, good. 
(laughs) to change my life. And I couldn't do it. But I met Christ. (laughs) He said, I met Jesus. Somebody witnessed to me and told me about Christ. He said, and Christ delivered me. (laughs) Now that's an example that works ain't going to do it. (laughs) But it's by faith. Somebody witnessed to him and told him about the power of Christ. The transforming power of God. And he believed it. It was changed. Now, another thing he said, he said he was was headed to prison uh, on two accounts for I don't know how many years. (laughs) <laughs> he was on his way to prison. It was going to put. It was for armed robbery. Both of them was for armed robbery, armed robbery in two different states. He was on his way for somewhere. He was on prison. But about that time, God stepped in his life. Now he's a preacher. <laughs> now he's going around to to all the the uh, drug addicts uh, where they gather together and try to get help. Now he's all involved in that. God changed him and transformed him and is using him. The programs, and I'm sure they help, but they don't deliver like Christ can. Amen. Let me look on here for just a minute. See where we're at. I got so many good writings here, but I don't want to go through them all. <clears throat> In the eleventh verse, it says, "Therefore remember that ye, being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by that which by that which is called the circumcision <clears throat> in the flesh, made by hands." So, I want to tell you something this morning. This is very important. And actually, this is the key to the whole message. It's to remember. Remember what God has done for you. Amen? Remember what He has done. Remember you, without God's grace, would be in your same estate that you was in before you got saved. And where would you be at? That's a scary thought. We'd be deep in sin. And we wouldn't have the blessings, I guarantee you, like we got today. Amen. Remember, there's another scripture I preached on. I, I wrote it down about remembering where God told the Israelites, I think it was in Joshua, Joshua told him to remember all the works of God <laughs> that God had done for them. Huh? Remember them. Because you'll need that. Huh? Because when you go through trouble and trial, you'll see what I've done for you and how I helped you. I'm going to quit. i got to quit. <clears throat> now listen to this. Don't you think me and you wasn't here in this spot? That in times past ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, yes. huh? And with and strangers from the covenant of promise, 
That's where we was. Listen, having no hope and without God in the world. I want to tell you something. That's scary. Huh? That scares me. And I'll tell you what. Huh? Because I don't know what I would do without God in my life. Right. I don't know what I, how I would act or how I would face the things that I do. Yeah. I want to tell you something this morning. A testimony. If it wasn't for God, huh, I would be gone and lost. Amen. Huh? You're right. He has stepped in, my friend, but God had changed the thing. Yes, sir. I faced those trials, backslid, got away from God, huh? And I'll tell you what, without God and without Christ in your life, my friend, it's a miserable state. Yes, sir. God stepped in and helped me, huh? And changed me, my friend. And got me through the battle, through the falling away from Him and lifted me up. But God, who is full of mercy and grace. Yes, sir. <sighs> Praise God. Amen. You not have the family you have. You not have the children you have today. Right. Huh? If it wasn't for God stepping in, but God, hallelujah. Amen. Hello, Amen. brother. Those grandchildren. <laughs> Those five grandchildren of mine, my friend, they're a double portion. Yes. <laughs> because God stepped into my life and into my children's life at a young age when we were going through battles and things of the world that separate families and divide families. And your children, they say, will not make it. They'll have problems all their life. But God stepped in, my friend, and saved us. And my children are all saved today. Right. In a church. What are you saying, preacher? But God. Amen. 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 Down in revivals. That was camp meeting service. Boy, the camp meetings were good. And I'll tell you. The spirit was strong, and the service was over with. And some people had caught up, sang, and sat down. And I, and I just want to tell you this, because it's a true story. This is what happened. <clears throat> I tell you, the spirit came upon me. I just felt God in my heart, and I had to thank Him. Not that I didn't thank Him privately, but I had to thank Him publicly. And I got up in front of that conversation, or that congregation was so big. It was, it was down in Tennessee. And I got up there, and me and the, uh, me and the girls, we might have, I can't remember. We might have done this little song, I can't remember. It was all three of us, all four of us. And anyway, I testified what God has done for us. <clears throat> Brought us through divorce. <laughs> I went over and sat in those counselings. I had to attend those classes. If you have children, you got to attend classes, huh? And get through them before your divorce is final. And they tell you what's going to happen. They looked at Brooke at her age. They looked at Courtney at her age. And they looked at Stephanie at her age. 
And they said, this is what's going to happen to her. Likely, out of scenarios, when they studied children that had been divorced, they looked at Courtney, huh? said this, and they looked at Brooke, the youngest one, and said, she's, she's probably the one who'll suffer the most. Probably the hardest on her. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you the honest truth. I heard them stories and just, just, I was already tore up anyway. I heard those stories. I just broke me. Broke me down. Went home. This is the truth. I fell on my face. And I said, God, put all of it on me. Huh? Don't put none of this on them. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. This is not planned. Don't put it on them, but put it on me. Give me all that. Huh? All what they'll go through, lay it on me. Huh? May I bear the burden. Christ bared our burden. He took our sins and our iniquities and put them on his own. Yes, sir. My girls grew up. Like I said, they're all saved now. Their husbands, they're all in church. But God. <laughs> but God. He's the one that done it. Amen. See, before, there was no hope. They were without God in the world. I know I'm going to quit. It's the last verse. But now, in Christ Jesus, as ye were sometimes, as ye who were sometimes afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. <laughs> Amen. This blood of Christ makes all the difference in the world. Yes, it does. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It has to transforming power to cleanse and to change. Right. Amen. Those Jews in the Old Testament, huh, they would take their sacrifice to the temple and sacrifice that animal to God, and it was acceptable. All right? He accepted them huh, and their sins through that animal, through the shed blood of that animal. So they were in. <laughs> you and I today, my friend, huh, do not sacrifice animals. The Old Testament and the Old Covenant is past. Huh? But you and I, my friend, has one that shed his blood for us. Yes. Huh? On the cross to change us and transform us. And I want to tell you, before we were saved and we didn't know God, huh, we were just like those Gentiles. Huh? Just like those Ephesians without God. Huh? No acceptance. But when the blood was applied <laughs> to our hearts and to our lives, God says, I accept you. Yes, sir. You're my child. <laughs> Do you get it this morning? Right. Huh? Right. This is the only way in. This is truth that I'm preaching to you today. Huh? If you don't get it this way, you ain't going to get it. Praise God.
God accepts us. He accepts you. And he accepts me. Because he sees the blood. Yes, of his dear son. Right. Praise <laughs> God. Amen. What are you preaching? Christ and him crucified. Huh? And we got in. And I'll sum it up. Huh? And now that we got in, listen. Huh? He's given us that grace and that, that mercy that we need to keep going. I want to tell you something. You better get a hold of God today. We've got some rough times ahead yes, in this nation and in the world. I can guarantee you that. Huh? The future does not look good. Huh? But God has grace and mercy upon his people. And he'll see us through. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. What's the end of it? Heaven. <laughs> we have the hope of heaven yes. today. Huh? Think of that, huh? We are the promised people with hope. I want to tell you something. When you die in Christ, my friend, it's the greatest thing. Listen, I know we don't like death, but the greatest thing is awaiting us, and that's heaven. Yes, Amen. We have that hope and that promise. Huh? It's down right in our souls, and we know it to be true. I am possessed with the hope, is what the songwriter said, that is steadfast and sure since Jesus came into my heart. Amen. Praise God.